This is Amy Bauman, and you are listening to Speaking Truth with Love. For more information about myself or for His Glory Ministry, you can head to amybauman.com. Now here is today's show. So I was born in 1970, and for the first few years of my life, we attended the First Church of the Nazarene, which was in Grand Rapids, Michigan. And I remember going in uh, to the sanctuary and being part of the service, and when it would come to this part of the service that we would go and say the Apostles' Creed, that we would, uh, in the early years, grab the book so that I could say it out loud and say all the words, I believe in the Holy Spirit, I believe in the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins. And I was really proud of myself when I could um, recite it without looking at the words. And I, I felt like I was part of the community of believers as we would all stand together and say it at the same time. Unfortunately, there was a lot of things in the Apostles' Creed that as I was reciting them, I didn't really know their full meaning. And it became ritualistic in a way. It became just a part of being able to say what I believe, but I really didn't dissect all of the words and understand every part until I was older. And I think in that, there were some pieces in my spiritual walk that I didn't fully understand. It was hard to understand fully who God was who Jesus was and is, and who the Holy Spirit is. And I think because of that, there were seasons in my youth and even in growing up and even now that trying to understand that full relationship and who the Trinity is and, and the, different, um, the different aspects of that relationship was hard to comprehend. I mean, it's hard enough I truly believe if we're going to be real and honest, it's hard enough to understand a relationship with someone that you can't see like you can see me today. It's, it's, it's a faith. It's stepping out in faith and believing it, but then also being able to witness God move in your life the way he moves in all of our lives when we believe in him. It's that, that first stepping out in, in faith. So to fully understand who God is and who Jesus is and who the Holy Spirit is has been challenging for me as I've grown up and I've walked. And I can look back in my life and see seasons where I really believed in God and that's who I spoke to. That's who I prayed to. That's who I walked with, took walks um, on our property and um, sang to. And then there's definitely other seasons in my life where I was always talking to Jesus and um, always feeling close to him and always praying to him. But regarding the Holy Spirit, it wasn't only until probably a couple of years ago that I fully understood who the Holy Spirit is and, and why he's so important in that relationship and why we need him. So if I could go my whole life, 50 years, and not fully understand how the three individual people work together and how we need all three, 
well then maybe there's other people out there that that need that same information and that's why I truly believe that God wanted us to talk about the Holy Spirit today because the Holy Spirit is truth and I think as we look at the world it's hard to find our truth and so there's now more than ever that we need to understand who the Holy Spirit is and why he was sent to us as our helper and and why we need to rely on him in our relationship which is why we're going to be talking about him today and so we're going to kind of break it down this is definitely going to be just like an introductory finding out who the Holy Spirit is maybe you're gonna um, these are all going to be new things for you maybe this is going to be a refresher but I pray ultimately that as we learn about the importance of the Holy Spirit and who he is that you'll want him in your life that you'll want him to work and move in your life and that he will be your truth so five truths about the Holy Spirit Jesus told us in John 16 7 I tell you the truth it is to your advantage that I go away for if I do not go away the helper will not come to you but if I go I will send him to you so Jesus is telling us as he's getting ready to go to the cross and leave his disciples that he's going to be sending a helper someone to help them and this is really when we fully understand as we're reading the scriptures maybe who the Holy Spirit is even though he's been a part of the biblical text since the very beginning since Genesis so we first need to understand and notice that the Holy Spirit is a unique person and not simply a power or an influence he's a person and he is spoken of as he not it this is a matter of importance because if you listen carefully to people speaking even within sometimes congregations or biblical believers you may hear the Holy Spirit referred to as an it maybe someone that's not male or female however the Bible is specific uh, saying that he is part of the Trinity is a person and that he is a he um, and and the Bible tells many places where we read it's he's a he the Holy Spirit is a he and so I think that's the very first thing to understand second the Holy Spirit is one with the Father and with the Son so even they are three unique people they are one together also it's important to understand that the Holy Spirit was an agent of creation in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth the earth was without form and void and darkness was over the face of the deep and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters now I know that I read over that several times when I would read the Bible and just would read that it was the Spirit of God but would never really fully understand that it's the same Spirit of God that we're talking about right now the Holy Spirit the Hebrew word translated as spirit is Ruach which can also mean breath so the Ruach Elohim the breath of the Almighty is the agent in creation 
it says it's not the immateriality of the spirit that is in view here, but rather his power and energy. The picture is of God's energy breathing out creation, speaking the world into existence, putting the stars into place. It's a beautiful image, but we need to understand that the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, has been here the whole time and was an instrumental part of creation. Fourth, the Holy Spirit is the agent not only of creation, but also of God's new creation in Christ. He is the author of the new birth. We see this in John 3 between Jesus and Nicodemus, where Jesus said, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. This truth, of course, is spread throughout the scriptures as we learn more about the Holy Spirit and why the Holy Spirit is so important for us to have. And also, fifth, the Spirit is the author of the scriptures. All scripture is breathed out by God. The, the Holy Spirit uh, breathed out by God. And I believe as the writers of the Old and New Testament, they're listening to the Holy Spirit, right? The Holy Spirit is telling them what to say, what to write out. That, that Spirit of God is, is helping them put the words to the paper to describe the Bible as we know it today. So while it's important to know who the Holy Spirit is, it's also very important to understand why the Holy Spirit is so important to have in our life and to recognize the importance of that, that it's not just a relationship with God. It's not just a relationship with Jesus. It's a relationship with all three and how all three of them are intertwined to make that trinity, but why it's so important for us as believers to, to know all the, the inner workings of that relationship. So these are 10 ways that the Holy Spirit works in lives of believers and, and why it's important to recognize that. Number one, the Holy Spirit is a helper who teaches and reminds. Jesus told his disciples, the Holy Spirit whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said. John 14 26. The Holy Spirit provides wise counsel to us um, from, from Christ. And so that's why when Jesus knew that he was going to be leaving, that he was going to be dying on the cross and, and going back to his Father in heaven, that he was sending a helper so that the helper could remind the disciples of all the things that they have learned and, and also um, continue to teach them, remind them of Jesus' teachings so that they could go and, and spread the gospel and start the church. Number two, the Holy Spirit convicts the world of sin. In addition to providing us wise counsel and reminding us of the teachings of Jesus, he also convicts us, right? He speaks to our heart and reminds us of who Jesus is and, and what Jesus asks of us and helps us discern between right and wrong. 
Can you imagine how important it is today to know the difference between right and wrong and to know that truth and to be convicted of the sin that we do so that we can stop sinning and we can repent and we can renew our minds so that we can be more like Jesus. This is such an important time right now. And we need that conviction from the Holy Spirit so that we can continue to walk in truth. Number three, the Holy Spirit dwells in believers and fills them. The Holy Spirit is God's presence in our lives. And so we need to know what the Holy Spirit is doing so that we can recognize that infilling and and know who we are in Christ. And so this is so important. Number four, the Holy Spirit is a source of revelation, wisdom, and power. I think that's hard for us to believe, but we can't do this by ourselves. We can't uh, be around people, help people, do things in our own strength. It has to be the presence of the Lord. And what better way than to recognize that it is actually his spirit in us, living in us. These are the things God has revealed to us by his spirit. The spirit teaches all things, even the deep things of God. For who knows a person's thoughts except for their own spirit within them? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of of God except the spirit of God. 1 Corinthians 2, verses 10 and 11. If if you want to ask God to show you the way forward, well, then we are asking God to reveal to us in our spirit his thoughts, his ways, and and that's the Holy Spirit. That's God's spirit uh, speaking in our hearts, in our minds, showing us the way forward. Jesus knew that the disciples would need this power of the Holy Spirit to carry out their mission and to be witnesses to the entire world. Not only were they being witnesses by what they said, but also by what they did. I mean, it wasn't them in their own flesh that were providing and and doing, performing all of these miracles. I mean, the, the disciples themselves were going around healing people and healing the blind and the lame and the sick. And that wasn't them in their own flesh. That was the Holy Spirit in them, God's Spirit working in their lives. Jesus told his disciples, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Acts 1.8. I think it's important to realize at, at this point is that Christians have access to power, revelation, and wisdom from the Holy Spirit just as the disciples did. We have access to that same power in us. We just have to believe. We have to understand Uh, where we have to go to access that power. We have to go to the Holy Spirit. We have to believe that it's not in our own strength that we can do these things, but it's by the power of God. And we have to realize that it's it's still for us today. You know, Jesus didn't just give the disciples the Holy Spirit. He gave us all the Holy Spirit as a helper. Number five, 
The Holy Spirit guides to all truth, including knowledge of what is to come. The Holy Spirit is the one who is going to be telling us what is coming. The Holy Spirit is the one who will be speaking to us that truth. But when he, the spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the father is mine. That is why I said the spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. John 16 verses 13 and 15. We have access to so much more than we even believe. And if you want the Lord to reveal to you what is to come, how to prepare, what to expect, what to believe, then we need to call on the Holy Spirit. We need to ask the Holy Spirit to show us the way forward and then believe that when we ask that, that it, it will come to us, that we will know, and, and ask him to show us what the truth is. And isn't that really important right now? Isn't that what we need to believe and understand more so than anything else is God's truth? We need God's truth so that we can make decisions. We need, God, we need God's truth so that we can navigate the way forward. We need God's truth so that we know what to believe while we're living in this world. Number six, the Holy Spirit gives spiritual gifts to believers. This has been a complicated subject in the Christian community when you understand what the spiritual gifts are, praying in tongues, healing, prophecy, just to name a couple. And, and so if you don't fully understand what is happening and what those gifts are, then a lot of times it is shunned. It is uh, something you don't talk about because if you don't talk about it and you don't understand it, uh, then you're not going to share with people what you don't know. That's why it's so important to be meditating on God's word and to read the scriptures and, and ask the Lord to show you um, his truth. And the truth is, is that when you have the power of the Holy Spirit in you, you are able to speak in tongues. You are able to be used by God to help other people, to, to have prophetic dreams, to be able to do healings. It's not us in the flesh. It is God's Spirit working through us. And so if you want to know more about the spiritual gifts to believers, I would ask you to, to read 1 Corinthians 12. 7 through 11 to understand that those uh, spiritual gifts weren't just given to the disciples, weren't just given to the first church. They were given to everyone and um, it is truly a gift from God. Number seven, the Holy Spirit is a seal in the lives of believers. What this is, is we're marked, right? We're marked by God, by the Holy Spirit, that we are adopted as God's children and that Jesus sent the Holy Spirit to his followers so that they could be confident in their salvation. We, we are marked by God. We are um, brought into his family. We're adopted into his family as daughters and sons of the Most High King. And when we have the Holy Spirit in us, 
we are believing that, right? We are receiving all of the many gifts that he wants to give us, including that adoption. And so that's why um, the Holy Spirit is that seal on our lives. Number eight, the Holy Spirit helps in a Christian's weakness and intercedes for them. We all have many times where we don't know what to do. We don't know how to take that next step. We don't know how to navigate the circumstances. We don't know how to fix what all the brokenness that's happening in our lives. The Holy Spirit helps us line up with God's word and, and doing that by interceding for us. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Romans 8, 26, 27. Have you ever found yourself on your knees just crying and moaning out to the Lord and there are no words, it's just a lot of cries and tears and groans? Do you know that the Holy Spirit will intercede on our behalf and everything that is in our heart, all the words that we can't find, all the things that we're thinking, all of the brokenness and the pain, the Holy Spirit intercedes all of that and gives all of that information to the Father on our behalf. It's, it's like God can hear exactly what we are saying in our cries and our moans, and that is because of the Holy Spirit. That is a gift, right? That is a gift to be able to cry out to the Lord, not using the language that we typically speak, but that the Holy Spirit can, can make a way for God to hear exactly what it is we're saying. He intercedes on our behalf. He is our helper. Number nine, the Holy Spirit makes believers new and gives them eternal life. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. We are not just made up of flesh and bone, but of spirit. And that Holy Spirit is who is speaking to our spirit, right? Our spirit, giving us everything we need to uh, renew our minds and to live as new creations in Christ, putting to death all of the sin, all of the brokenness, all of our past, our mistakes, so that we can step out and be a new creation in Christ. This is what the Holy Spirit does, right? This is why Jesus sent us the Holy Spirit. And number 10, lastly, the Holy Spirit sanctifies and enables believers to bear good fruit in their lives. How do we bear good fruit? How do we even know what good fruit is? This is what the Holy Spirit does. Galatians 5, 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit, the very fruits of who the Holy Spirit is, is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. 
He's giving us the fruits that we need to live by to navigate in this broken world. And we need him. We need everything he's telling us so that, so that we can live, so that we can put to death our flesh and act and, and treat other people the way God wants us to, right? In the spirit. The other thing that's really important to remember is that our bodies are the temple. 1 Corinthians 6, 19, Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. The only way that we're going to recognize the Holy Spirit is that we create a place inside of us to live. What does that mean? What are we putting into our bodies and our minds? Are we creating a space for the Holy Spirit to live and work and move inside of us that's not cluttered up with things that we shouldn't be looking at, things that we shouldn't be seeing, uh, things that we shouldn't be doing? Is Is it dirty? Is it cluttered? Is it a messy, messy room where the Holy Spirit can't live and work and move? We need to create a space inside of us for the Lord to live. And that is why the Holy Spirit is so important. My friends, maybe you haven't fully understood yet that full relationship of, of who God is and who Jesus is and now who the Holy Spirit is. But they all work together as one. And we need each one to be living in us so that, so that we fully know who we are in Christ so that we can fully step out into obedience and live the lives that the Lord wants us to live, so that we know how to be more like Christ. And we need all three. So if up until this point you've only been just believing in God, that's wonderful. But I would encourage you to spend more time in God's Word and and understand that full relationship about who Jesus is and who the Holy Spirit is. And, and maybe you have, you just know Jesus, right? He's the only one that you know, and God is too big for you to fully understand. And you don't understand the Holy Spirit. The, the whole spiritual thing is just too much for your mind. Again, you got to go back to the scriptures and understand who God is and how mighty he is and how big he is and why he sent his son Jesus to the earth to, to walk among us, to die on a cross and to then return to his father and in in all of that why he sent the holy spirit for all of us so that we could understand how we live and so that this would make sense until jesus returns and takes us all home so that we can live then with god and jesus and the holy spirit it is um maybe a lot to fully understand, but I would invite you today to maybe say this prayer with me. Ask the Holy Spirit to come into your heart and to reveal himself to you in a real and tangible way to make sense of that relationship so that you know your truth, that you know who you are in Christ, that you can receive all of the gifts that he is wanting to give you fully by understanding the Trinity in all three. So let's bow our heads and let's invite the Holy Spirit into our hearts so that we can move forward with this fullness of relationship.
Father God, I thank you. I thank you for your perfect plan. I thank you how you made a way and, and that, that you are giving us the full truth that we need so that we can fully enjoy the relationship that, that you intended for us with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And I just pray, Lord, that today we will invite your Holy Spirit into our lives, that we will allow him to work and move inside of us, to reveal to us your truth, that we will grab onto the power that you have given us, that, that we have that freedom in you as sons and daughters of the Most High King, and that with that comes all the power that you have given the Holy Spirit, and that we can grab onto that and use that, Lord, for your glory and for the purpose that you have for us. And so I just pray that each person listening, Lord, will receive your Holy Spirit. They will know who they truly are in Christ and that you will be able to work fully in their lives. I thank you for this truth. I thank you for uh, this time together today, Lord. And I also pray for all of those people right now, Lord, that are hurting, that are feeling lost, that, that are, are, are feeling fear and discouragement and depression. And I just pray that you will speak to their hearts today, that you will make yourself uh, known in their situation, that they will feel your love, and that you will give them the Holy Spirit and remind them of all of your promises and all of your truth. We love you and we praise you and we ask all of these things in the mighty name of Jesus who saves. Amen. That beginning song this morning was about the holiness of, of the Lord and his faithfulness. And I just pray that you will hold on to that through this week, that you will receive the revelation of who he truly is, and that you will invite into your heart uh, God, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit to be able to move freely in your life. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for joining us. And until next time, until we can be together again, be blessed. Thanks so much for joining me today. Stay tuned for more Tuesday teachings, Sunday sermons, and encouraging messages along the way. And until next time, be blessed.